Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pink Tron. Um, I'm joined tonight by Craig and Steve. Um, so let's kick things off and find out what we're all drinking. Um, how about you, Craig? So I am drinking a Siren Yulu Session Pale Ale, and uh, it's got a nice little citrus flavor. Very good. And Steve? I'm going to go for the sound effects. It worked well in the rehearsal, James. Very good. Uh, I'm just opening a Thatcher's Haze because I'm the West Country and Mustard side. <laughs> um, I have a um, bottle of um, Estevez Malbec, um, which is relatively pleasant. Um, so, um, ZRL next week um, on Tuesday, um, it is Team Time Trial Week. Uh, which some people may may um, look at with glee. Um, others, like myself, will think, oh my god, I'm too light. All these people have so many more watts than I do. But it is a single lap of one of the WTRL favourites, the Greatest London Flat Route in London, um, which has a, um, a lead-in of 7.5 kilometres, and the route is 23.6. That brings us up to... 31.1 kilometers um elevation is 147 meters for the lap i think there's probably about 50 of those 50 meters in the lead-in as well so gents what do we think about this course so i think it's much like this week's wtrl team time trial event on thursday um it's a course where if you do a pace line well there's some gains to be got on mm-hmm. this it's really really flat um so i think that just works it works so much in advantage of playing the game uh, playing the pace line to its advantage especially if you've got a team of riders who are all around the same weight that said you know the new pack dynamics were released this week into all world so I'm, I'm interested to see what changes they made and we i think they were out in france when we did the on thursday weren't they uh, they, they were indeed. They are in all worlds now, and I, I, I think I'd largely agree with what you said in terms of um, pace lining. It'll be a great, a great way to go. Um, I think my concerns on pace line are the lead-in, um, which is fairly rampy. Um, like the the lead-in is, um, especially the first part of the lead-in. There's quite a few um, rollers in there, uh, mainly five percent. And also, once you've gone round the outskirts of London, you then go um, on the very, very outskirts of Box Hill and then through Richmond Park, which is a little bit bumpy as well. So there are definitely opportunities to upset the balance. What are your thoughts, Craig? So I think, uh, I mean, I have to go back to when we uh, we did this. In the, I think it was the last race for... Uh, ZRL too, and uh, we did uh, well. I think we did. We had a great race there, uh, James. Uh, you and I were both on the team, Steve. I don't think you were. You did that race. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, but uh, we uh, we made up a lot of time on other teams in the second half. Um, there, there's a lot of time to be made up on the hilly bit, kind of the the, the last part of the lap. So yeah, it's uh, it definitely rewards uh, working together smoothly. Yeah, definitely. Like um, as as you like touch on the very bottom of Box Hill, there there is a bit of a climb there, and 
you've got the oh I remember um <laughs> I think Matt DeFreitas was on our team that day as well um and we, we all sprinted, and, uh, we, yeah, yeah. We, we all um sprinted up the um the escalator at the end <laughs> and and Matt wasn't quite prepared for it <laughs> and um like um we, we went up and Matt was like why is everyone sprinting it's like well we told you like 30 seconds ago we're going to sprint but um <clears throat> you, you can make time up there as well. Um, so if you can, I mean, we know two things about Matt DeFreitas particularly. One is that if it's not his mum helping him out, he really struggles with these things. <clears throat> and secondly, he's really all about three minute power, so probably too short an effort really be effective. That <laughs> Matt, Matt is not the big, not the biggest fan of the sprint, um, but he, but he does love to um, push out his um, three minute power as much as he possibly can to. Um, dropped stragglers at the start of races um and so do we want to do a, a a very nerdy and slightly boring conversation about uh pace lines and new pack dynamics or do we just say to people google speed tests uh pack dynamics 3.0 and find eric's um article on zwift insider which is really boring and quite nerdy and we know everyone loves it so um I think the the TLDR on that is that expect to be a little bit slower slash have to work a little bit harder. Right? Yeah, and um, WTRL have reset all the course records um, with that in mind, so they they know that times are going to be slightly slower now with um, Pack Dynamics three point zero. Um, so they've reset all the records, so everything's up for grabs all over again. Um, so, yeah. And yeah. uh, James, did you ride in the TTT on Thursday? Uh, I, I did not. Craig, you did though, didn't you? Craig, no, I. I didn't. Was yeah. it just me, just me this week. So I know in our Facebook chat we were we were discussing a little bit how it felt different. I I honestly didn't really notice a big difference um, riding with the Quackers, mainly because I was sat bowsering at the back as best as I could. Um, Quackers being a little bit fast for me. Um, I, if anything, it's maybe slightly easier to move through the pack. Um, but yeah, my first experience in the new pack dynamics didn't notice a massive difference, but there were only six riders, including me, so not the massive, most massive of fields. Yeah, my I, because because I'm mainly doing a training plan at the moment. Um, my only real experience of this has been riding with Coco Cadence, um, and I did find it was slightly easier to hold on to the back of a group. Um, with the new pack dynamics than it was previously um, but I haven't really done anything in anger with the uh, the new pack dynamics so I will hold my opinion for another day I think. Cool so our, our TLDR on this whole segment of ZRL I guess is it's pretty flat um, stick together on the bits that aren't flat and I guess we'd all be going for best aero set bike choice wouldn't we? Yeah 100% most definitely. Uh, I guess in boiling down the uh, the Zwift Insider article, though, it's there's slightly less savings in the draft in a in a four up TTT, and yeah, that's that's really most of it. But when they did their testing, the pace line was still faster than a blob, so it's still the way to go. But yeah. yeah. But it's a bit hard. Maybe. I don't think they were real sure on that one. I, I, I think I think the general consensus has been that um, to do a pace line well, it is slightly harder with PD three zero. Um, so 
We'll see see how teams get on. Um, I mean, the TTT that I DS'd on Thursday morning via the cookers, um, there's definitely a bit more sort of like sideways action rather than pace lining. Um, so I'd, I'd certainly side on the... It, it is harder to properly pace line it and that leads, needs um, a lot more coordinated sort of pace setting across the, rather, rather than just um, the leader and um, rider two um, the, all the riders behind need to coordinate their pace and, and that's going to take a bit of, bit of time to get used to what you do as rider three, rider four if you want to go for a, a proper pace line but um, where I do think it will be easier is we know kind of the the dreaded things in the TTT when you're doing the time trial are a when you drop off having done your effort, dropping through the pack mm. so that you don't sticky draft any of your riders and open up a gap and everyone can maintain a steady effort and then you can get on the back nicely um, and then just opening up gaps in the middle. I, I think this is going to make opening gaps in the middle more likely, a bit worse. I do actually think it's going to be easier to come off your effort at the front because the new pack dynamics make it slightly easier for people to overtake, it should make it easier for you to drop back without kind of massively dropping your watts off. I think it will um, also make it easier to... to I think it will also make it easier to get on the front as well. Um, mm. like my my experience with TTTs is that I've got to like almost put in like a sort of like 50 to 70% sprint just to get on the front. Um, but I think with the, um, the way it's been set up, it should be slightly easier. So... Um, see how I go when I do this TTT on Tuesday. Yeah, sounds well. So, um, HWR this weekend is 10.95 kilometres of the Innsbruck UCI lap. Um, so, essentially, what that means is you do about, I guess, one and a half, two kilometres of flat and then um, nine kilometres of a climb. Um, so, it's a very simple route. Um, get to the top first you win <laughs> um i think uh I, repeating your warning from the facebook page james uh sprint to the blue banner thing not the com banner because it might not be quite exactly the same but we have to set up things yeah um, but yeah i, I, th- I think the, the actual finish line is about 100 meters past the actual kom banner um so Rides to the uh, blue translucent banner, um, not the um, Innsbruck KOM banner at the top of the hill. Um, just keep on pushing a little bit further on and then you will see a blue banner and that is the finish line. Um, you and I both love this climb, don't we, Jane? Uh, Maybe I, I, not specifically I, I, this climb. I think, but... I think this is a brilliant FTP climb. Um, I'm, I'm due to do an FTP test next week and I think this will probably be my choice. Um, I, I think we just like the we like the twenty to thirty minute, yeah. like, probably slightly sub twenty for really good A's and probably slightly more than thirty minutes for for D's. But we just love this length of climb in Zwift. Um, and I've talked a lot in the past about how there are climbs around the kind of ten minute mark and there are climbs around the hour mark. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, there's not much in this nice sort of twenty minute, thirty minute category. You kind of got this, the other side of Innsbruck and the Epic, really, haven't you? As the kind of options there's only the four climbs so uh yeah it's yeah. a cool climb um yeah. average gradient five and uh, i'm actually on velo viewer which is quite useful for this one because it shows you the, the kind of gradient change over time quite nicely what's interesting is that 
after each one of the steeper sections is quite a flat section. So mm -hmm. there's a steeper section around 2Ks, followed by a couple of green flatter sections, steeper section around 4Ks, followed by quite a flat section as well. So if you're desperately clinging onto a wheel, there's probably a chance to recover coming up after a steep section. Were... Yeah, um, I think I've always found that on this on this um, course as well as like you, you can absolutely hammer it, knowing that you've got a little bit of a chance for recovery and then push again afterwards. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's a fun climb. Um, I enjoy this one. Another frightening stat from VeloViewer: um, Want to know the relative power you're going to need to do to get the com? Go on. 8.85 watts per kilogram. Wow. <laughs> 10 minutes, 41 seconds. Um, so let's just um, go back to race one earlier tonight. So um, Julia Shallow, um, who races for Rose Beast Mode, um, she is the number one ranked lady in Zwift who won the first race, and she averaged 5.8. So sticking up... Well, she three... would have gone close. So look at the QOM... Not going close. Relatively, what was her time? Um, I, I think it was about 17 minutes. Okay, so this this is going to show you how the first number will seem quite close. The second number really isn't. So the QOM, relative power to get that is 5.99 watts per kilogram. So 5.8 to 5.6, yeah. 0.2 watts per kilogram. What, what's that between friends? It's nothing. QOM time, 15.45. Wow. That's just... That's a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. these, these are the Strava times, obviously, not the, not the mm. world time. <clears throat> yeah. Crikey. So, huh. this, is, this is where the disagreements will begin. Craig, bike selection. Climbing setup. Atheos and lightweights. Steve. Uh, Orange Tron, because I'm too lazy to change my bike um i'd go pink tron myself um I, I i suspect there's about one or two seconds in it um i would look to go pink tron because i don't th whilst there are steep parts of the climb um i think you've got a couple of kilometers on a flat to start with and i don't think it's steep enough to go for an all climbing setup but like i say i think we're talking about a second or two Oh, exactly. And this is, this is one of the ones where like, really nerdy Steve would love to know more about, and I would actually love to see comparative tests mm. um, between, so let's say somebody in front of me rides on their best climbing frame, that make, and, and we're the same rider, so Steve in the climbing frame rides in front of Steve in front of the Tron. That makes one to two seconds difference, but Steve on the Tron sits in the draft the whole time. So I, I, what I just wanted, it blows my mind think, even trying to think about what relative powers they'd have to expend, uh, things like that. And then does Stephen the Tron have the advantage of the sprint at the end? It's just, there's just too many things that happen here. So this is why I just never change bike, James. It's just <laughs> too, too much, too much um, maths in my head otherwise. I, I, th I think the Swift Insider tests are great, um, but they are basically Tempest Fugit or Out Swift. Um, I would love to see them on a more varied course selection and also with draft and without draft um so maybe they stick their 75 kilo 300 watt rider in a race um and see how quickly that person does with, with draft up a hill 
um be nice to see um but yeah, yeah I, I suspect i mean we know we know uh zwift insider are, are in boots or are supported by zwift i would i think there's only a certain limit of what test data they'll release as as we'll be able to reverse engineer Swift's algorithm too well. <laughs> who, who knows? Um, but I mean, um, it, it would definitely be nice to see. Um, however, um, we don't have that data at this moment in time and may never or may do at some stage in the future. Who knows? There is something. So we had an interesting discussion um, in our Facebook group again this week about uh, the psychological boost. Well, there are certain people like, I just, I just ride that bike because I feel quicker on it. And... Mm. I think there's still more to be had in decent warm-ups, feeling good on the bike, mm-hmm. putting your favourite socks on. I think there are more seconds gained in that than you think there are in bike choice, to be honest. I think I think um, a lot that comes... Well, for me personally, if I feel good on the warm-up, I'll, I'll probably do well in the race. But if, if, if I don't feel great in the warm-up, then, then I've got a little bit of a worry going into a race and I might take it a little bit easier, not push as hard as I might have done otherwise... And, and all those sort of things. Um, so, a lot of it is psychological. I've got to say, though, I, I've had some of my best races um, when I didn't feel good at the start. Mm, yeah. Okay. And just pushed through it. So, yeah. There's, uh, I mean, sometimes it's, you, you, yeah, you're not tuned, but that's okay. You, you, you kind of you work through it and then you're at your base best later in the race especially for longer ones so no it's um yeah it can go either way yeah definitely agreed uh, oh well, now it's time for my favorite segment james which <laughs> is you deciding which order the days of the week come okay so obviously um friday saturday sunday we have um Innsbruck uci 10.95 kilometers on Wednesday and Thursday, we have Bullseye, our multi-lap points race, which is um, six laps of the Volcano Circuit. On Saturday and Sunday, we have in the Herd Shiris, our women's only category racing series, our first, first points race of the season, um, which is uh, four laps of the Richmond Roller Coaster, which is essentially a reverse lap of Richmond UCI, followed by four laps of the um, Flat Loop. On... Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, we have the Stampede, or individual time trial event, which is four laps of Champs-Élysées. And finally, on Sunday and Monday, um, in our climbing series, we've heard of Mountain Goats, we have a single lap of the Climber's Gambit, which will take on 670 metres of elevation gain and is the lesser seen um, reverse Titan's Grove KOM and the reverse Epic KOM with the finish line at the banner. Was that sufficiently mixed up for your liking? It was, James. Um, I was slightly distracted as I know what we're going to talk about next and I've had a brilliant idea, um, which has only happened after a can of cider. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what are we looking forward to? Any any races you'll be doing this week? Anything that jumps out for you in that list as being a cool race? I'll be doing none of those races at all um, because I'm on a training plan and the only thing I'm doing at the moment is ZRL. Craig? I think the Climber's Gambit would be interesting. Um, if I had a chance to do it, I might, but uh, I don't, so. Steve? 
Uh, I'm uh, probably not going to do any of those races. I'm a big fan of the bullseye. It's a great. Um, it's actually a great interval training. If like, you're just doing some training and want to do something around a race that's more fun, so yeah, I'd probably those two. Very good. Um, so we've got uh, two women's events we want to discuss, yes. James. Well, let's let's I've, discuss I've, the series first. I've, I've, you're I've, moving I've, that. Just, I've just seen a message from Steve. Who's, Steve has just sent me a message on Facebook, and it. it it worries me deeply. However, <laughs> um, in terms of women's racing series, so we have the Shiris um, over the weekend. So that's our um, women's category racing series. It starts off with an ITT, um, then has three shorter scratch races and then two points races. We will be moving that from Sunday to Tuesday after the current series finishes which coincides with ZRL finishing as well. So um, when ZRL has finished on Tuesday, Shiri's will move over to Tuesday for seven weeks. And we will also have a women's individual time trial series on Saturday and Sunday. Unfortunately, Steve has had a really good idea for what the team name, what the um, event name might be. I think it actually might be a good idea, but I'm going to ask you about the series first. So um, it's a combination of scratch races and point races again, isn't it, the series? So our kind of general advice of you always post on Facebook what the rules are, check the rules out. Uh, that always goes out there. They will change week by week. Correct. Um, so the women's ITT series name. Um, what do I know about what do I know about it, James? Well, it's a women's only event, and we we got the word she into series. Uh, so we, can we have a play of word play on words based on her or she or something? Um, what do we know? It's a ITT, otherwise known in the cycling fraternity as the Race of Truth. Um, and what do we also know about the herd? Lots of Antipodeans herd. So putting those three things together. Or the race of Struth. Unfortunately, the name, the uh, the event name, has to have the word herd in it. But there's a very strange rule in Swift Power that if herd is not included in the race name, I can't edit results. A herd, herd race of Struth. I think we. There we go. I I, <laughs> I, I was kind of siding siding with um, herd it on the grapevine. Um, it being ITT, or um, hit HITT, hit it hard heard, um, it being ITT. Wow, tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, James. I, I think we need to, to put this out to everybody uh, for a little bit longer because. Um, yeah. I feel like th there might be something something there with uh, with the um, the mixed ITT series being the Stampede, but uh, I don't know if there's something to play with there or not. Yeah, we will see. Oh, what about another bike? So we got the Stampede um, going on a biking theme, uh, an, an echelon or the echelon. Um Echelon, <laughs> there, there's always already a racing series called um, Echelon, or rather a racing oh, team. So I would, rather, 
I'd, I'd rather avoid legal action personally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that there must be some um, animal equivalent of a stampede somewhere that I can use. I mean, a, a stampede is an animal equivalent of a stampede, James. So. Well, I know, but um, like it's a <laughs> buffalo stampede. Um, that there must be something like other animals do fast and thumpy that isn't called a stampede. I I, I will look up we're, stampede. We're going, I will we're going up, very much into. Uh, I will look up, I will look up stampede in the thesaurus, and I'll see what I can find. <laughs> <laughs> I want to challenge you to say thesaurus ten times now. After that, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, what we're going to talk about next? Swift anger. What has annoyed us about Swift? Um, I, I don't really have anything um, other than um, Mark um, Kavansackle, um further injuring my legs. Um, Anyone on the School of Flog, um, if I say 2 by 25 you will understand and know the level of pain I went through yesterday. So, anyone who's not on the School of Flog, 2 by 25 is 25 minutes at just over your FTP with a 5-minute recovery, and then you do it again. And I was practically crying by the end. And I, I lost 2 kilos during that workout, um, which is normal. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. sounds like fun. Oh yeah, delightful. Um, I also told Mark I'm never ever ever doing that again. Um, Steve, has anything on Swift annoyed you this week? Um, it's the usual thing. So I still find the variety of bikes slightly annoying. I actually, I was chatting with the guys I raced with on Tuesday night. They were saying it would be quite cool if there was a bit more difference between the bikes. So actually, they're much like the your use of power-ups can be quite tactical, then your bike choices became more tactical. And I kind of see their point. I also like would like the fact if all the bikes were the same or in certain series all the bikes were made to be the same. I know I've nagged you about this before, James. Or just you could choose what bike you look because like having an avatar that looks how you want it to look is nice, but all the bikes just perform the same in a race. So that, that's annoying. I think actually... For me, it's still sandbagging, though. Like, there's, there's a lot of people at the top of categories. Um, and the very, very top of categories in, in uh, the ZRL at the moment. So, it's, is it a sandbagging issue? Is it an issue around how people buy results? Do we need to chuck an ITT in that's got, like, massively weighted points mm. um, to make people just do an honest performance? Um, I don't know what the answer is, but those are all things that are annoying. I, I, I think on the whole um, sandbagging thing, I, I, I think an awful lot of that is just down to 20 minute power and that that is the only measure that we use. Whereas um, I think AutoCAT looked at 1, 5 and 20 minute power, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that in the future. Um, I am conscious that we are relatively close now to the, the time for our... Um, commentary stream and I have various things to do in OBS but um, before I go um, Craig um, has anything that you haven't done on Zwift annoyed you this week so no uh, just to comment on the on Steve and the categories I, I honestly I think the you have to boil it down and um, put the uh, something performance based into your categorization whether it's entirely performance based or there's it's still a power component, but 
if somebody's winning all their races, they they should be racing against people that are better. Um, it just only makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I do have to give kudos. The uh, the draft 3.0 does so far look better. Um, and yeah, so we'll see as it as we get some more experience with it. But uh, you know, good on Swift for trying it and it working. Brilliant. Um, okay, well, um, I think that's pretty much us for this evening. Um, if it comes out, well, it will come out before this um, podcast, but um, hope you enjoy the, uh, the live commentary stream. Hope you enjoy this podcast and we hope to um, see you all this time next week. Um, thanks very much. Good night. Good night, okay. folks.